Morris. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken took aim at Russia last week at the U.N. Security Council, accusing Moscow of blackmail over its recent withdrawal from a key grain initiative. The top U.S. diplomat told the 15-member council that hunger must not be weaponized. Now, in America, we can weaponize the law, we can weaponize justice, but you dare not weaponize hunger. So he singled out Russia, saying it's the invasion of Ukraine last year that had sparked an assault on the global food system. Then, taking part in the same discussion... Ukrainian President Zelensky said that Russia's attacks on port infrastructure showed that Moscow was intent on creating a global catastrophe with a crisis in food markets and prices. He said Moscow is waging a battle for global catastrophe and they need world food markets to collapse. Well, that may be the view coming from Ukraine But that's not the view coming around the rest of the world because Bill Gates, Bill Gates is at the heart of the effort to control and manipulate food globally. In fact, so much so that today on Viewpoint, you're going to see how profoundly, perhaps even wickedly, the efforts are being made to completely control the production of food how it is produced, and friends, if you control the food, you control the world. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. We say that every single day, and there's a reason, because it's true. When people listen to this program, they began, over time, they began to realize this is serious business. We're not playing games. We're not doing the same thing that everybody else out there is doing. No, We may be talking about some of the same information, but not for the same reasons. And not with the same implications and applications. And that's where the difference lies. If you don't make the proper implications and applications, you have not created the necessary bridge from information to transformation. And that's why we have so many problems in our country today, particularly in the church. So today on Viewpoint, we're focusing particularly on the issue of food. We're here not to talk about how to grow a victory garden. That's not what our conversation is about here today. If you want to grow a victory garden, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But if you think you can put your full trust and confidence in your private victory garden to save you from the global food issue, you're just living in a false paradise. You just really are. There's no way you could grow enough food to accomplish that. And if you think you're going to raise enough beef or enough hogs or enough whatever, rabbits or deer or whatever it is, even the government mandates that all of those animals be identified with a chip. Did you know that? All of those animals be identified with a chip so that they can be identified and controlled. Today on Viewpoint, 
we're going to take a bigger look, a broader look at what's developing here for our understanding. You see, the Bible says, get wisdom, and with all your wisdom, get understanding. We want to just not have information. We want to have the necessary understanding so that we can make proper application for our lives, for understanding the times that we live in and how we should respond. Not just how we should respond in, shall we say, doing stuff. That's the normal thinking. Do stuff. Go out and buy all kinds of uh, uh, extra equipment or go out and buy all kinds of extra food or go out and build a victory garden or this, that, or the other. And again, there's nothing wrong with any of those things in and of themselves. But more fundamentally, our response, our basic fundamental foundational response needs to be at the attitude level, at the mind and heart level. Because if our minds and our hearts are not right in response to these various issues, nothing else is going to be right either. You can do all the stuff you want to do, and it just becomes an idol. It just becomes a waste of time. It just becomes a futility, and that's not God's will. God's will is not that we just strike out aimlessly. As the Apostle Paul said, I I just don't fight aimlessly. I'm serious about what I'm doing. I take aim And then I focus on what I'm aiming for. I just don't get out there and just swing around aimlessly trying to make it seem like I'm doing something. Is this communicating at all to you? Because people are that way. I see it happening all over the place. People are just frustrated. They're worried. They're full of anxiety. So much so that even Jesus spoke about it. He said, that men's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. That's not what God wants to happen for you. The Apostle Paul warned the Thessalonian church. He said, look, these things should not take you unawares. Like it's going to take everybody else unawares. These things that we're talking about should not take you unawares. Why? Because you've been informed. And if you've been informed and your attitude in your heart was right, trusting God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving God, loving your neighbors, yourself, then all the other things would begin to fall into place because Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the other things will be added unto you. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be any problems out there. It means you and I are going to be prepared for the problems. Whether you want to call them trials, whether you want to call them tests, or whether you want to call them tribulation. All the same thing. They all surround pressure. And so what we're talking about here today is pressure that is being built and applied through the control of food. Bill Gates, the Davos elites there in Switzerland, Pushing global food control. The same globalists who have been supporting and promoting the tyrannical COVID agenda now are also driving the world toward a global food crisis and famine, according to one leader. Bill Gates secretly dictating global food policy. 
These are headlines, friends. This is coming from a, uh, a doctor. Bill Gates has built a global empire around his technologies and philanthropic endeavors, the magnitude of which is now becoming increasingly clear. His sheer wealth has allowed him to become a veritable superpower in his own right, the largest funder of the World Health Organization and the unelected global COVID health czar, a secret power broker of the global food system. As revealed in the Agra Watch report, the man behind the curtain, the Gates Foundation influence on the UN Food Systems Summit, published August 2020, Gates wields powerful influence over global food and agriculture policy through his funding of a large number of organizations involved in agricultural development and policy making. That's why one publication calls it Agropoly. 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 We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. is it that Bill Gates, former founder of Microsoft, could be secretly dictating global food policy? But indeed, that's exactly what he is doing. And it's well known. When you see long lists of people and groups, you automatically think there are many players in the game when, in fact, Gates is the singular thread running through almost all of them. So, Who is this fellow, Bill Gates? Is there anything wrong with somebody wealthy using his money to try to do something good? And is it something good? Well, here's the problem. The problem is Bill Gates is not a God lover. We have absolutely no belief, understanding, evidence whatsoever that Bill Gates is a God lover or even a God-recognizer. Bill Gates believes in power. He believes in money. He believes in political power. He believes in science. But he doesn't believe in the God of science. And because of that, that means that there is underlying everything he does, whether he would admit it or not, There is this underlying thing that we, as human beings, can be God. We can save ourselves. Thank you very much. So he intends to use his money and his influence and political power and all of these things that he's gathered together to save the world without consideration of the heart of man. His considerations have absolutely nothing to do with the most important part of the universe, the most important part of life, either in the country in which he raised up Microsoft, the USA, or the world itself. That's not his concern. His concern is control. 
through food, and through global patents, and yes, even through a global mark. Yes, you heard that correctly. It was Bill Gates and his Gates Foundation that gained the patent, the United States Patent Office, about three years ago. Some people refer to to it as the 666 patent. Actually, there were six sixes in the patent, but they weren't contiguous to each other. But the purpose of the patent itself was to take the to merge medicine and economics together in one technological swoop through whether you want to call it a chip whatever you want to call it whatever the appropriate technological term would be to merge them together for absolute government control universally all over the earth Health, medicine, and food, and money. You can't get food without money. Therefore, if you control the money, you can control the food. And if you can control the health, you can control the money and the food. So if you can control the food and the health and the money, you can control everything. And there it is. That's exactly what Mr. Gates has in mind. So, big corporations and Bill Gates took over the U.N. Food Summit. This, this September 23, the UN, United Nations is going to hold its Food Systems Summit in New York. Under the guise of the U.N. system, and despite sleight-of-hand language about equal opportunities, this summit represents a hostile takeover by world or world governance by corporate forces and the billionaire elite. As far-right governments have pulled back from multicultural or multilateral institutions like the U.N. And the, and the World Health Organization, corporate actors now are stepping in and moving in. Like BlackRock. Like Bill Gates and the micro, uh, Bill Gates Foundation and so on. Just to give you a little bit of an idea about BlackRock. Maybe you've heard of BlackRock. In fact, BlackRock has tried to make itself look family-friendly by doing television ads. Giving you the impression that what they're looking for is to help build wonderful neighborhoods for people across the United States and around the world so that everybody can be happy and joyful and so on. No. What they're trying to do is buy up almost all housing for the normal average person out there in America and around the world. And that came home to roost to me just this week. My wife and I, in order to survive, were given the opportunity 32 years ago to purchase some income property. We thought it was for our retirement. Come to find out, two years later, God would lead us out of the practice of law to do what we do here today, to form Save America Ministries, to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom, and to launch this national radio program to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. 
for which we would receive no income ever and still don't. So how are we going to survive? Well, God had that all planned out. Through this particular investment that he brought to us by a Christian brother, it's still a mystery to me how it happened. But it did happen. And so someone came to me this week and said, Chuck, why don't you consider selling those assets? And I said, well, why would I want to do that? God put those assets in our hands for a reason, to enable us to do what we do. We're not trying to get rich here. Uh, We're not trying to build a kingdom. We're not trying to build an empire. We're just trying to allow God to provide what we need in order to do everything he would have us to do, to meet all our needs and abundance for every good work. And here's what the person said. Well, Chuck, I want you to know that BlackRock is out there buying up large apartment complexes or smaller ones, and they're wedding them together so that they can have hundreds of perhaps thousands of units all bundled together, and that's how they're buying them. And instantly, it all resonated. This is what BlackRock is doing. They're buying up houses and lands to control where people live. And it's the very same spirit that is driving Bill Gates and the globalists, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, of the World Economic Forum. That's the spirit that is driving them. They don't want you to own anything. Isn't that what Klaus Schwab said? What we're setting out for the Great Reset is that you will not own anything and you'll be happy about it. Well, he's not talking about the, the all of the American people or all of the people of the world. He's talking about the average person who will succumb to the seduction of this kind of enterprise and won't even realize what hit them until it's too late. It will be too late for them to say they're sorry. It will be too late to turn anything around because the deed will have been done. So the World Economic Forum and its president, Klaus Schwab, has silently pushed forward the Davos agenda, now repackaged as the Great Reset, a vast proposal replacing traditional multilateral institutions with secretive, unaccountable bodies run by corporations and the wealthy elite like Bill Gates. That's what's happening. Now, do you think Bill Gates might have something to do with the fake meat enterprise? You know about fake meats, right? Well, indeed. A report predicts the next pandemic will come from meat. So this is being set up now. They already believed there was a pandemic coming in 2019 before the COVID thing ever came around. So they prepared for it. Yes, they did. They actually, I believe, knew it was coming. 
But how did they know it was coming? Did they create it in the lab? Is that what that was all about? Is that what Dr. Fauci was trying to hide and is now being brought perhaps before the United States Congress to testify under oath? As called by Senator Rand Paul because he deceived the American people and lied under oath? Friends, this is a much, much, much bigger picture than anybody can possibly conceive in their natural mind. That's why we're talking about it, to try to tie things together, not for the purpose of engendering fear, but for the purpose of how helping us to understand the depths of what is taking place so that our minds and our hearts can be prepared to be able to stand in the evil day and not collapse under the pressure that seems to come suddenly, pressure being translated in the King James Bible, tribulation. I didn't say great tribulation. I said tribulation. Because there's no such thing in the Bible called the tribulation. Did you know that? There just isn't. What there is is something that Jesus called the great tribulation. And that comes perhaps in the last, say, three, three and a half years of a period of time that's euphemistically referred to in the 70th week of Daniel. A seven-year period. Sometimes it's called the hyphenated period, referred to by the book of Daniel. But in any event, it's a period. Not everybody believes in that period. Seventh-day Adventists do not. But the majority do. And the initial part of that period, say about three, three and a half years, will be the period of time in which the spirit of Antichrist will in, will be increased so greatly on the planet. The one world order, the global government will be in, the, in place, and out of that will eventually emerge this one leader called the Antichrist in whom all power and respect and honor will be devoted, given, delegated, At that time, when that power is ultimately secured, that individual, the counterfeit Christ, will march into a rebuilt temple and declare himself God, just as the the Apostle Paul declared. And at that time, all hell will break loose on the planet. That's when the Great Tribulation will spill out. Much like in the French Revolution, first came the terror, and then a few years later came the great terror. We've talked about that here on this program. It will help you to understand what is going to happen. I believe the French Revolution was very much like a precursor 
a prophetic precursor or harbinger of that which is to come, except on steroids. So, that's what we're looking at here in the bigger picture. But what is happening now, what we're talking about now, the move toward globalism, now, today, talking about control of food, This is part and parcel of that inexorable move by godless globalists to bring about a resurrected Tower of Babel spirit to rule the world. And they have to control the food. So how is that going to happen? What more can we understand about this? That's what we talk about for the balance of the program here today on Viewpoint. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org. And many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismar. Today we talk about uh, the globalizing of food. Not just the globalizing of food, but the global manipulation and control of food by certain limited power brokers. In my hands is a multi-page, in fact, it's about a 18, 19-page document called Agropoly, A-G-R-O-P-O-L-Y. The first part having to do with agriculture. The second part having to do with Control, agropoly, a handful of corporations controlling world food production. That's what the whole article is about. The first part is called the Battle of the Giants. Now, bear in mind, by the way, this article came out in September 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So just think, then, what has happened in the last 10 years. But this article is so great, the way it lays things out in pictures and uh, charts and graphs and all kinds of wonderful things with headlines just makes it easy to be able to talk about it and to present. So I'm going to do that for the next couple of minutes. The Battle of the Giants, this has to do with the merging of major corporations worldwide, a powerful control chain. 
so that farmers are pressured by corporations. They're paid low prices for their products. They have to pay high prices for their seeds, pesticides, and energy, fertilizers, and animal feed. Therefore, these corporations then begin to rule the farmers. The farmers don't have the choices. The farmers become virtual slaves, peons. So these value chains also control the nutrients and the energy circulation. They also control competition. So who controls the food? Who controls animal feed? Who controls livestock breeding? The seeds, the fertilizer, the pesticides. Not the traditional farmer anymore. No. The market share of livestock breeding now is 99% of the top four corporations. Animal feed, the market share 10 years ago was the top 10 corporations. Seeds, 10 years ago, the market share was 75% to the top 10 corporations. Fertilizer, 10 years ago, the market share was 55% to the top 10 corporations. And pesticides, again, the same kind of figure. Now, when you see the percentage 10 years ago of the entire ramification of farming, whether it's livestock or whether it's uh, uh, seeds and fertilizer and so on, you can very well see what it is today. The Bill Gates folks of the world, the the, uh, corporations and organizations that he has his fingers in to manipulate and control, now control by far the majority of the production of food in America and, yes, even the world. Now, if that be true, then imagine what would happen if they decide to change the form of the food, if they just decide to raise the prices on food, if they decide that you're not going to get food if you don't have the particular patented mark that Bill Gates has already secured through the United States Patent Office three years ago, and in order to be able to have distribution of funds from this new global government, you must sign on to their agenda. And if you have not signed on by receiving their mark, you are not eligible for funds to be distributed for food. Therefore, no food is available to you. Are you beginning to get the picture? It's pretty simple. So that's the problem. If you want to talk about fake food, if you want to talk about fake meat, that's one thing. But that's just one step in the bigger picture. As gross as it may seem to you or to many, the fake meat industry right now is predicted to be worth $3 trillion. That means a lot of people buying fake meat. 
Why? Because they won't be able to buy any other kind of meat. So, as this article here says, organic consumers, it says the rise of fake meat and other animal foods is nothing more than an attempt to create global control. It's being touted as an environmentally friendly and sustainable way to feed the world. But it's an underhanded attempt to create or recreate the kind of global control that the company Monsanto and others achieved through patented GMO seed development that, by the way, you had to keep buying because it wouldn't reproduce. Beginning to get the picture. In other words, these companies played God. God gave the seed, and Monsanto takes it away and controls it as a surrogate God. So much. It's not just what to talk about, it's what not to talk about, because there's so much to talk about. Let's talk about the uh, so-called next pandemic that they say will come from meat. The idea that pathogens will jump species and kill humans is a useful scare tactic, and it's now being pushed like never before under a group called One Health, which is a global agenda that will allow unelected bureaucrats at the World Health Organization to centralize power and make decisions relating to diet, agriculture and livestock, farming, environmental pollution, movement of populations, health care, and much more for the entire world. A report from Harvard Law School and New York University predicts the next pandemic is likely to emerge from the U.S. meat supply or a petting zoo or from pets. Do you see where this is going, friends? Here's the deal. The incontrovertible evidence has emerged showing that the scientists who wrote the so-called proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2 intentionally misled the public. In their document, Proximal Origin, the authors insisted that natural evolution was the most likely scenario, but in private, they thought a lab leak was the most likely origin. So, correspondence now has come forth to show the conspiracy you can call it whatever you want, to misdirect the public was driven by obedience to higher-ups within the U.S. and U.K. governments, including potentially the intelligence community. What was it they were about? Control. The fact of the matter is that so-called zoonic, in other words, for animals transmission, is extremely rare. And most, if not all, global pandemics with lethal outcomes come can be traced back to experiments. So overall, the One Health agenda calls for minimizing or eliminating certain animal-human contact. It calls for massively increasing biosurveillance and testing. It's all control, see? This is where it's leading, and the fake meat industry wants us to believe that their cell-based lab concoctions are the real answer to keep us all safe. But the real reason is 
to keep us under total control. Is this making any sense? Don't want to bore you with too many details because it can be overwhelming, but do want to share enough with you so that we can get the bigger picture. We're connecting the dots to get the bigger picture. Why is it the United States Department of State has an Office of Global Food Security? Why do you think that is? Because this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And it has to do with the future of our country, the future of your family, the future of your children, our civilization as we know it, a nation under God as we think we know it. Yes, even your church, my friends, even your church and your fellowship, it all gets linked together. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Chinese aren't having to deal with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's just one special world order called the Chinese world order. 1.3 billion people. How about the whole Western world that's seeking to unite together under NATO and the UN and seeking through the Great Reset? And by 2030, to take the entire Western world under dominion and control so as to compete to be king of the mountain. To rule the world. You might want to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. Oh my goodness, it's going to open your eyes. It really is. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Call us 1 800 Save USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, PO Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia 23255, King of the Mountain. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Today we're looking at the agropoly. We're looking at the effort to transform all agricultural development in the United States and around the world 
under the massive control of the largest corporations in the world and the wealthiest individuals, starting with Bill Gates and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Bill Gates has his fingers in it all. Not only the agricultural aspect and the food aspect, but also in the economic aspect, the money aspect. As I said, he already has the patent out there, filed three years ago with the U.S. Patent Office. Uh, You can find it. Many people have talked about it. When it first came out, we talked about it in great detail here on this program. Showed what it was in, what it was intending to do, and ultimately, it's intended to uh, be able to gather together as a control center for distribution of financial financial information and control, two way control, so that a government under a digital money system—that's what it's dependent upon. That's where it's all going. A digital money system will be able to have and maintain control over all money and its distribution on the planet. With every individual, and every individual will be required in order to participate and receive the so-called blessings of this patent and scheme will required to have that particular chip or whatever form it is going to be manifested in. I'm not going to try to pin it down, but that's really what it's about. And it works simply like this. You are allotted a certain amount of money, depending on what the circumstances are. You're given credit for that certain amount of money, but you're not allowed to spend that certain amount of money unless the government gives you approval to spend it. And they will release the money to you through this procedure, this chip. If it's not released to you, no matter how much you think you have, you don't. Because the government isn't going to allow you to spend it. Why? Because they're going to decide what you can spend it for, or if you can spend it at all. So if you're not signed up for the beast system, you have no right, title, or interest into the digital money system. You have been selected out. Not only will you not have any money, to buy or sell, you will not have any access to food through that economic system or anything else. You won't have any access to heat. You won't have any elect, uh, access to electricity. You won't have any access to gasoline. You won't have any access to buy a car. You won't have any access to buy anything as the book of Revelation says, that no man may buy or sell, say he that has the mark or the number of his name on his right hand or in his forehead. 
Now, we can argue all day long of what that looks like. It's irrelevant. What we need to understand is that it is not only going to happen, it is happening. Now, the food issue is one significant part of it. Think about this. You know from your elementary knowledge of science, biology, that you cannot live without water. What do they say? A person can live without food for maybe two or three weeks, but you can't live for water without water more than two or three days or whatever it is, something like that. So the Bible says we should drink of the water of life freely. But what if you can't get water? What if you don't have access to water? What if the government controls your access to the water? Now you can't even survive for two or three or four days. You say, well, I'm going to store water. Okay, well, that's a good idea. How much water are you going to store? Where are you going to store it? For how long are you going to store it? And how are you going to keep it pure enough to use? Just a few simple questions to begin with. And then again, you have the water, but what about the food? You say, well, my kids need food. Of course they do. So do you. In fact, if you're on an airplane, they tell moms and dads, put your mask on first before you try to put it on your kids. Oh, so maybe you should eat first before you try to put some food in the mouth of your kids. Otherwise, you won't have enough energy to put food in their mouths. But if it's hard to get the food because it's restrained from you by the likes of Bill and Melinda Gates and all of their great reset cohort with Klaus Schwab and so on, now we've got a problem, don't we? All right. I want you to think about this. This is not a point of panic. That's not why we're talking about this. This is not a point of panic. This is a point of preparation. What kind of preparation? The first preparation, friends, is not preparation on the ground. It's preparation of the heart. Because if your heart is not prepared for these trying times, no amount of preparation will help you will panic, and you will capitulate to the pressure or the tribulation to come. You will. The majority of people on the planet will. The majority of professing Christians will because they're not prepared. And they don't want to be prepared because they just think, well, I, I don't feel like it. It doesn't feel good. I, I don't like to talk like that or whatever. The, the rationales never end. Pastors won't talk about it either. One pastor said, I won't talk about end times. I won't talk about those things because my people, I want them to love Jesus and I don't want to be afraid, so I won't even talk about it. 
Really? He's engaged in spiritual child abuse. Period. God's trusting him to prepare the people. But he's betraying their trust. I don't want to be held responsible for betraying the trust that God has given to me through the people who listen to this program, who are part of uh, our uh, congregation. Uh, I, I, I just don't want to be responsible for that. Who read my books, I do not want to be responsible for having God come to me someday uh, at the judgment. He said, Chuck, I warned you. I told you all these things. Why didn't you tell the people? I told you to tell them. Why didn't you? Well, I was afraid, Lord. Uh, they wouldn't buy my book or whatever. He said, can you imagine what God would say? Oh, my goodness. I, I don't want to face that, friends. I'd rather face the music now than face the music then. How about you? Next headline, Bill Gates has radical plans to change our food. Artificial food, the pretense of food, synthetic food, techno food, engineered food, whatever terms you want to use. Next, Bill Gates is consolidating control over our food system. Did you know that he's bought up millions of acres of farmland across the country. He's the largest single fa uh, farm owner in America, Bill Gates. Why? The United States Department of Government, USDA, headline, food security. USDA supports global food security through in-country capacity building. Basic and applied research and support for improved market information, statistics, and analysis. With 870 million people around the world who do not have access to a sufficient supply of nutritious and safe food, establishing global food security is important not only to hundreds of millions of hungry people, but also to the sustainable economic growth of these nations and the long-term economic prosperity of the United States. And I might also add the security of the United States. But from the British Guardian, small number of huge companies dominate the global food chain, a new study finds. The use of big data, artificial intelligence, only two companies control 40% of the global commercial seed market. Two companies! compared with 10 companies controlling the same proportion of the market 25 years ago. Agricultural commodity trading is similarly concentrated, with 10 commodity traders dominating a market worth half a trillion dollars. We don't have time to go into all the details here. We're dealing with sufficient so that you can understand the significance Another headline, global agriculture. Corporate concentration in the global food chain is increasing. That came out just at the end of last year. 
And finally, the State Department of the United States government, the Office of Global Food Security, the United States Department of State, the State Department or Department of State priorities food security as an issue of national security. The Department leads and coordinates U.S. diplomatic engagement on food systems, food security, and nutrition in bilateral, multilateral, and regional fora. Working closely with the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, and other departments and agencies. The Special Envoy for Global Food Security serves as the Feed the Future Deputy Coordinator for Diplomacy. So let me ask you a question. If you realized, if you really realized that food security was essential to the security of your country, who would you rather have as President of the United States? Would you rather have Joseph Biden, who has already dedicated himself to Klaus Schwab, the New World Order, globalism, the uniting of the whole Western world into one conglomerate, and the exaltation of corporations and Bill Gates and the likes of them to rule the food supply, or would you rather have someone who says, shouldn't we consider making America great again? Look, if we can supply what is needed in the United States of America in a godly way, do you not think then that God in his mercy would use us not only to give us an abundance for every need that we have, but an abundance for every good work that he would have for us to do with others? You see, we've got it all backwards. All backwards. Who's going to be God? That's really the issue, isn't it? Who do you trust? Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. Get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain. $15 on the website, saveus.org. We'll be back. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 